0: Fun weekend celebrating BYU entering the Big 12 Conference. BYU athletic director Tom Homo took one of his rare media availabilities during BYU's big party on Saturday. What did he have to say? We're breaking all of it down on today's show. You are
1: Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where we're brought to you today by our friends over at FanDuel, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Speaking of the FanDuel sportsbook, make every moment more with our friends at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash today to get started. All right, diving right in on today's show. But before we do that, a quick reminder that we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU so thank you uh, for downloading subscribing rating reviewing doing all the things to help us build this audience hope you all had a fantastic time if you're able to make it out to the big party on Saturday met a handful of you as I was wandering around Didn't get a bit as big of an opportunity to wander around as I would have liked to have had I had a, another a family engagement I had to be to uh, at a similar time frame but did get down to part of it and obviously there were thousands of you flocking around so uh, props to all of you out there in Cougar Nation, you guys truthfully, I got to say uh, to a man, woman, and child, you guys are some of the hardiest fans I have ever seen in all of the sports teams I've covered slash seen. You guys are awesome. Uh, I saw various social media posts of friends uh, who I know live out of state that had come back and were uh, making it a priority to get down to the big party. So like I said, there was a handful of you I was able to meet uh, during my uh, brief interactions, but wandering around, there were hundreds if not thousands of you in every single one of the three venues that they had opened up for BYU fans to go and check things out. So hope you guys had a great time. But I I, I was down there, obviously, as part of it is that Tom Homo, BYU's athletic director uh, took an opportunity to sit down with the media. He doesn't do this very often. It's once or twice a year, really. He's just not a guy that uh, feels like he needs to be out in front of the cameras and in front of a microphone talking about all things BYU. But he took the opportunity on BYU Big 12 Day officially in in the state of Utah to talk about what's going on with the Cougars. And I want to get to some of the highlights that I took away from this. Now, I've got a number of clips I pulled from the media availability. I had a great opportunity to video it, obviously and we'll, we'll get to as many of them as we can today. But I, I think the one thing that I appreciated him saying is exactly what the top priority is for BYU in the Big 12 when it comes to the sports pantheon. In
1: this conference, football's king. Now, you say that knowing that the Big 12's basketball, uh, men's basketball program is the best in the country. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because you're fighting for your your priority in the Big 12 is football. Make no mistake about it. So, each, so our priority at BYU is football. And I've said that a thousand times.
0: Don't get it construed, folks. Basketball may be a very good thing in the Big 12. It's truthfully the best basketball conference in the country. But as it is in conference realignment, etc., on down the list, football is king, as you heard him say. And that's always going to drive a lot of the decisions. I saw some chatter recently that the Big 12's uh, expansion policy should be basketball-driven. Okay, that's great to think in theory, but that's not what it's going to be. It's going to be football-driven, and that's uh, I know that Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner, said that, hey, basketball, it feels like, is an underserved and under, I guess, uh, appreciated asset uh, for the Big 12 considering how good their basketball programs are top to bottom across the league, but football, 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 football. Is what is going to drive things forward here uh, now and into the future for the Big 12, and obviously the facilities uh, when it comes to football are a big question mark about BYU. I don't know how many of you know this, but 1962, if I if I if I got it right off the internet, were when the first footings were poured at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It was then Cougar Stadium, but it's 60 plus years old. The the original footings, etc., for uh, what was then Cougar Stadium, now Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and obviously it's a Venue that many of you, oh, trust me, we have this conversation every so often on this podcast and in sports radio about uh, when and if BYU would upgrade LES and what it might take. Well, Tom Howell gave a little bit of a brief update on where things stand facilities wise including football, but he started off talking about the Marriott Center for Basketball and even about the Olympics facilities, Olympic sports facilities. So we're talking baseball, softball, tennis, volleyball. You guys know what I'm talking about, soccer, all that stuff. Here's where things stand in his mind with regards to facilities on the campus of Brigham Young University.
1: There's a lot of things that are important to us. Um, we have you know, excellent venues, but in this day and age in college athletics, you can see it's like keeping up with the Joneses. We won't do that at BYU. It's, not, it's just not the style. It's not the, um, the, the manner in which we go about our business. Um, if you look at the Marriott Center, that was built in 1971 and I think the first season was 72. We have people come in here and think that was built you know, five or ten years ago because they've done such a great job from that time of keeping it right. It's a great venue. Um, the football stadium, we have a huge advantage. It's a great place to play. But it, that's a stadium that needs some work. Uh, Olympic um, facilities, we have some plans where we will um, take, you know, t- take after those and get started um, soon. But it's just like w- with what we want to do, when we can accomplish it for the purposes that we want. Some of, those, some of those schools are a little bit far, further behind, and it's exciting for me to know that they're in the game right now fast. So that'll uh, you know, keep me awake, and you know, it'll, it'll keep us all. And I'm sure the coaches that play in those new venues will say, hey, have you seen Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF's new facility? That's all right.
0: There you go, Tom Homo addressing what's going on with the facilities. It was interesting to hear him say there are plans for the Olympics facilities. I, if reading between the lines. I think the Smithfield House is probably, probably priority number one in my mind in terms of a facility that needs to be upgraded. It's the oldest, I think, on campus that's not been upgraded. It was built sometime in the 50s, if not older than that. It's been around for a very, very long time. You also heard him talk about Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's in need of some upgrades. Does that mean they're going to add luxury boxes, fill in the corners no they're not filling in the corners but nonetheless there there's going to be a need to upgrade these facilities to keep them relevant you heard him talk about it. there's a whole keeping up with the joneses thing he, he's seen what cincinnati he's seen what houston he's seen what uh, ucf have announced in terms of what they're trying to do i'm sure there are going to be uh, there's other programs in the big 12 that are, have announced upgrades that i can't think of off the top of my head but it is very much an interesting world that BYU is entering because they are going to be in the top tier of all college athletic departments out there. There are now 69, if I'm not mistaken, power five programs with the entrance of the four new schools into the big 12 conference. And, uh, There's a lot of uh, up and down in terms of the facilities amongst all those, but if you want to be truly top tier, you've got to have top-of-the-line facilities. Will BYUs ever be every bell and whistle available to them? No, I don't think that's the way BYU operates. They're not going to be that ostentatious, but I think that BYU understands the, the, the need for their facilities to still be very viable. And Tom Homo is a guy who formerly was a coach at Cal, obviously coached with the 49ers. He knows how important facilities can be, and he also addressed that a little bit further about how big it can be in one very, very key area when it comes to having the talent to go out and win on the football field.
1: The thing that's important about facilities is that it's recruiting. It goes back to recruiting. So NIL is recruiting. Everything comes back to recruiting. So if Transfer Portal... NIL brand, color of uniforms. Do you have Nike? <laughs> it all comes down to recruiting. Um, the style of your coaches. So facilities is one of the big ones. And so if you are not up to snuff, and in certain areas, then you have to refurbish or recreate. And so that'll be on our minds. In all, all of our coaches, all of our coaches have come to us and said. Okay, now we're in the Big 12, I need this. And we'd make note of it. The question will be when, how, and why do we need it? And so we've, like, and a good example would be in this locker room downstairs. You know, it was built when this building was built 20 years ago, and then two years ago, two, two three years ago, we redid the locker room, and all of a sudden it had a, a, like a nice big push and splash. And now it's time to take a look at that. I'm like, didn't we just redo that? But you have to stay um, relevant with the recruits. And that's the lifeblood of every team in the country is how you play. A lot of it has to do with recruiting coaches and players and how they play together.
0: Did you get the hint? Recruiting. Recruit, recruit, recruit. you got to get enough guys in there. you got to have the quote-unquote Jimmies and the Joes uh, to go out there and win the football games, the basketball games, and everything in between in terms of staying relevant. You heard him talk about it. If you want to stay relevant, you've got to have the things that these young people want. Nike. Athletics facilities, uh, this, this, NIL. You get, there's so many things that are out there when it comes to it, but you heard him talk about it. That, that. That's the old coach Homo coming out in him talking about the need for recruiting. And uh, he said, Tom Homo knows it better than most athletic directors, having been a power five level head coach. He's done this. He's been on those sidelines. He's been in those living rooms. He knows the, the needs in terms of BYU athletics. Like I said, will, will he ever give, I think, a, a blank check to? Kalani Satake and the BYU football program say, go do your thing. No, BYU has always done things in prudence. And obviously, as he mentioned, hey, our coaches are telling us we need this. He says, okay, well, what timeline? Why do you need this? Like they're going to be very careful about how they do it and strategic about how they operate with regards to that stuff. But you can tell he understands the need to continue to do do their thing to keep themselves relevant when it comes to recruiting high level athletes uh, to Provo. All right, uh, we'll continue with some more of these comments here in just a moment had some great stuff in terms of uh, the transition to the Big 12. And one thing on expansion that – I think it was very insightful, and we'll dig into that here momentarily. First, a word on our friends over at FanDuel. They've been working for a few months now. The best part about FanDuel, my friends, is they want to help you guys out and have some fun with Major League Baseball this year. If you want to take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel, you can get 10 times back your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. dollars you heard that right. That's right. Just bet $20 and you'll get on $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. The best part is that $200 you can spend on anything you're looking to do, whether you want to bet over or under on certain certain things in a game. First player to hit a home run. They're going to turn a triple play in a game. You want just the straight up money line. You want your team to win. You want to bet on that. You can do that all with our friends at FanDuel and also do it. Put that extra money in your account. The best part is it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And plus, when you win, you get paid out instantly. You heard that right, instantly. There's no reserve having to hit that limit before you can get paid out. They'll do it right away. So there's no better place to bet on the MLB than our friends over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook once again. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started and get that two hundred up to $200 in bonus bets right now. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more now. That's FanDuel, official partner of... Major League Baseball. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for being every day with us here on the podcast. Everybody, hope you all are doing fantastic out there, wherever you might be. Uh, Little heads up for you guys. Programming note, we are going to take tomorrow off. It's Independence Day or the 4th of July here in the United United States of America. Uh, Obviously, with the holiday, I'm sure you, along with myself, are going to be out doing things. Uh, seemingly all day long. So we're going to take the day off, obviously, and then we'll reconvene on Wednesday. Coming up on Wednesday, though, a little bit of a tease ahead, had a great conversation last week with Connor Pay, BYU offensive lineman, at that golf tournament we were at. I hadn't had a chance to get to it quite yet. We will be getting to that on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that on our Wednesday edition of the podcast. All right, uh, back to some more of the things that Tom Homo had to say about what's going on with BYU Athletics. Now, obviously, the transition to the Big 12 is going to take some time. We all know that. We've been talking about that for uh, been 22 months since BYU got that invite uh, to the Big 12. And obviously, there's a lot of work to be done uh, for the Cougars to get ready to make this transition. I had an opportunity to ask Coach Homo, or I should say uh, Tom Homo, not, formerly Coach Homo, uh, about his po- previous Power 5 experience along with Kalani Sitake, Jay Hill, Aaron Roderick, among others who have power five experience and made the transition most notably with Utah to the PAC 12 conference, if that's a leg up for them. And here's what he had to say.
1: I think it's helped a little bit. I think that, um, you know, people that are, you know, snicker and say, you know, now you'll see what it's really like to play in the big time. I get it. You know, I've have played in the big time and, uh, it's hard it's hard you know you play week game after game after game you have to really be at your best you have to stay healthy you have to have great depth and that's something that's been hard or harder maybe than being in a P5 conference where you um, recruiting uh, I'm not going to say it's easier recruiting is always hard but you have a little, a little bit of a leg up when you have that um, title of an Autonomy 5 conference with you so that's, that's helped a lot. It will help. I think as you build depth and um, you bring in maybe stronger personnel and a variety of personnel, you're not as one-dimensional as you might have appeared to be, those things will help, and those will come along. But that will take a little time. But, like, I don't know how many people in here are really, you know, how much time they're going to give us. So we don't give ourselves... Uh, you know some type of uh, false or I don't know, false like um, number or number of years that it's going to take that'd be crazy
0: well he's not wrong obviously there's going to be external uh, a- pressure from the media and fans alike uh, for BYU to be relatively competitive uh, as they enter the Big 12 Conference. Now, I understand, as he he kind of mentions, they're not going to have a timeline on themselves and he said that some of you in this room, speaking in the media, may put it on us, but here's the thing. I think us in the media, you there as fans out there in Cougar Nation, know that there is a transition taking place, but you heard him talk about it. I've played at the big time. I've coached at the big time. He, he understands what it's going to take. I think that Kalani Sitake would say something exactly similar. Same with Jay Hill, Aaron Roderick, any of those coaches who have been in the Power Five ranks before? Daryl Funk's been there at one point. Justin Enna's been there. So Kelly papinga has been there. Like these coaches, they they know what it takes. So the nice part is they have at least a background in what it takes to compete at that higher level. And obviously, uh, they'll be doing their best to help BYU be up to speed as much as possible early on in the run here in the Big Twelve. But uh, I really appreciated him kind of laying things out. Now, there's one final note in terms of uh, the clips I want to play on today's show. I'm going to hold a couple. Uh, just to, I'm looking at the, in the interest of time. Uh, but there was one interesting one. Now, Mitch Harper, my compatriot over at kslsports.com, had a very, very good question as we wrap things up with Tom Homo about how things look expansion-wise. Brett Yormark uh, said it on BYU TV Sports Nation that he would like to remain at 14 teams even after Texas and Oklahoma leave the conference. That indicates, because they're only at 12 after they exit, that he plans to have some conference expansion Going on. Well, the question was asked to Tom Homo: How much of a conversation is there with Brett Yormark? Do you, do you pay attention to the comments he makes publicly? He had a really, really good response to that question.
1: Well, you, if you've read what Brett Yormark said publicly, then you can only imagine what he's saying privately. <laughs> so, um, I think that it's there's no question about it. That is one of the key elements of moving forward with conferences. And there's so many changes right now as looking through a couple schools, and I didn't didn't realize they'd changed the conferences. This isn't P-5. But those are, when you see the impact that, like, UCLA and USC and Texas and Oklahoma have on the total, total um, landscape of college athletics, it just, the domino effect is amazing. And so... you have to be paying attention to what we call membership. And so there's a ton of discussions about that. And I think one of the things that Brett does very well is that he handles a lot of that but keeps us focused on the Big 12. We have to be great at what we do and not get distracted by all the what-ifs or possibilities. But it's just I feel at least that he brings us the perfect amount of information so that we're not distracted. and it have, but we get a lot.
0: There you go. Uh, he thinks that there's going to be some expansion coming uh, when it comes to the future for the Big 12. But I, I appreciate him saying that Brett Yormar kind of handles the the macro nature of that, obviously, getting out there and uh, kind of leading the, the charge for expansion when it comes to the Big 12. But at the same time, as he says, we're able we're told to focus on the here and now, focus on ourselves and being competitive because that's the biggest thing is uh, the, the the traction level for the Big 12 really is going to just kind of depend on how good of a conference competition-wise that you have out there. So, I don't think it's ever going to be a perfect uh, deal, but I appreciate him talking. He's like, hey, if, if you're hearing what he's saying publicly, think about what he's saying privately. And trust me, I would love nothing more, honestly. I If you could give me one wish during all this conference realignment stuff, I would like to be a fly on the wall in two circumstances. One, I want to be a fly on the wall in George Klyovkov's uh, office when he's having these conference calls with Pac-12 uh, ADs, chancellors, presidents, as well as Brett Yormark. And just kind of hear the, the two Sides essentially of well, we're the Big 12 over here. We're doing this thing. We're we're gonna go out and get these teams, we're gonna target them in terms of conference expansion. Meanwhile, the Pac-12, hey, uh, George, we got it, we got a media deal done yet. Well, we're working on it. We're we're gonna get there. We're gonna expand. Well, we're working on that. Like, I just you if you could give me one wish right now, truthfully, I would I would like to be a fly on the wall, just get some insight on that, or at least be able to watch some of these Zoom conferences, etc. Just see them pan out because I've just it's Thinking about this, there's got to be two very different feelings amongst these two conferences. But uh, speaking of the Big 12 side of things, Tom Holman, you heard him talk about it. He's like, we're just kind of doing our thing over here. And he's told us to focus on the here and now, as focus on ourselves here in the Big 12. While well, He kind of handles the other stuff. But it's good to hear that, hey, it's not all fluff out there. George K- Avkov better keep his... Keep his eyes on things going on in the Pac-12 because Brett Yormark has got eyes for some of those programs in the in the, in the in the pack, and with them nothing more than to bolster him and the the Big 12 uh, by obviously wounding and maybe potentially uh, fatally wounding uh, the Pac-12, but. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, At this point, it feels like conference realignment. It's just, it's a never ending story, honestly. And uh, at some point, it is going to end, but just, it feels like we are still a ways off because we had the whole thing with San Diego State. Well, we're leaving the Mountain West. Eh, We're actually not leaving. Uh, We're going to stick around. It's all relating. The Pac 12's got to get off its rear end and do what it's got to do, apparently. Because the funny thing about this is they're now inside 365 days uh, from getting that media deal done. Now, I think they could have something by the time their media day kicks off. Off. That's a, a July 21st, so just uh, about three weeks, or just under three weeks away. But still, you got to have something. Honestly, just at this point, you got to have something for uh, your member schools, and we'll see if they can get it done. It'll be interesting. But you, you heard it from Tom. He's like, if you, if you hear him saying publicly, imagine what he's saying in private. And trust me, I just man, I would love nothing more than to be part of those conversations, at least just be able to hear snippets of them, honestly. Just give me give me, give me, me some of those kernels, and I'd love nothing more uh, to check that out. But all right, uh, nonetheless, great stuff. Big thank you to Tom Homo for taking the time to talk to the media. He's he's a great, great man. He's And I don't think he gets necessarily a lot of the credit that he should because he has shepherded BYU from the Mountain West into independence, put together these schedules for 12 seasons, and now has led them into the Big 12. This is a guy, who has done a ton, and I mean a ton, for the BYU athletic department. I'm not, like I said, I'm not sure Tom gets his due for the work he has done behind the scenes to help BYU maneuver and kind of do the things they've been uh, needing/slash capable of doing uh, during all the different iterations of his time. Uh, there is some part of me that wonders how much longer he is going to uh, take up that mantle and continue to lead the BYU athletic department. But uh, he appears to be a guy who is not in, just based on how he sounded on Saturday doesn't sound like he's planning on stepping down or slowing down anytime soon in fact it seems like he wants to uh, really press the hammer down push that accelerator and uh, do more honestly for BYU and I trust me he's already done a lot for BYU but it could be good to continue to have him leading the way for the BYU as they enter the Big 12 conference all right uh, we will wrap up this Monday edition of the show with a look back at another game in BYU's independent football history uh, looking back today at a game that BYU would rather forget honestly from the 2019 19 season to kick that off. We'll get to all of that as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. First, a word on our friends over at uh, Perry Homes. They've been working on this for a few months now. The best part of Perry Homes is they have got the options for you, no matter what you're looking for. Whether you're looking for your first home, you're a person like me who's got young kids, you don't necessarily uh, have the necessarily the your, your quote-unquote pre-rich. I know that Jeff Hansen and uh, our good friends Garrett McClintock over at Give Him Hell Brigham talk about that often. If you're pre-rich like us, well, guess what? Perry Homes can help you there. Or if you're on the other side of things and you're ready to look for your dream home, Perry Homes has got the option for you, my friends. That's the best part about Perry Homes is they have everything from the starter to the the high roller. They can take care of you. And the best part is they got 50 years of experience behind them. This is not a fly-by-night company. They have been around for quite some time. The best part is they got multiple communities that you guys can move into. Whether you want to live along the Wasatch Front in either Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, or Utah counties, they've got options for you there. Or if you want to go down to Red Rock Country, you want to go down and live in southern Utah, guess what? Washington County got multiple communities near St. George's available to you to you as well. The best part is they offer over 50 unique home designs, from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes to help meet your needs, and they're offering generous financing incentives right now through their preferred lender as well. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine, everybody. Hope you guys are all having a fantastic holiday. Uh, Some of you may already be on holiday, taking an extended uh, four- or five-day weekend. I don't blame you one bit. Uh, Like I said, we'll be back on Wednesday uh, with another edition of the podcast. But before we go, let's look back at the start of the 2019 season. Now, uh, BYU and Utah during Independence played games at the end of the season. They played them at the start of the season. They even played a bowl game against each other at one point. Uh, But in the 2019 season, they opened it up on a Thursday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Now, Utah came into this very highly ranked. They were led by Tyler Huntley, Zach Moss. They had a really, really nice squad, speaking of the youth. They were ranked 14th for a reason coming into this season. Uh, BYU was hoping to end a streak that was had stretched back all the way to 2011, and obviously BYU would love nothing more than to have a Utah lose on their home field, but this was not the night that was that was going to happen. Now, many of you recall this Thursday game in the fourth quarter, there was that lightning delay. Uh, that came. It was like a, almost an hour uh, worth of uh, waiting around for the game to resume. And uh, BYU is already uh, struggling in this game, but they were hoping to get something going uh, with that lengthy lightning delay. But Utah, they remember, you came out of that lightning delay and Utah essentially took one drive, gave it to Zach Moss and said, get out of our way. And they ended up just ending the game with one big long drive. But the thing about this was this was another game in this run that Utah and BYU had that you look at and say, you know what, if BYU BYU could just get out of their own way. They may have had an opportunity. Uh, So the final 9-19 of this game was 14 plays, 68 yards, with Utah just ending the game by just shoving it down BYU's throat. The thing about this, that that should not have happened because BYU – in many ways, gave this way a game like they had many other ones against the University of Utah. Two turnovers uh, to Utah. Obviously, you can't have that. Zach Wilson tossing two picks. You end up with 208 yards passing. Tyson Williams, uh, rather meh numbers, seven carries, 45 yards. Will- Zach Wilson had eight carries for 43 yards. Uh, Tyson Williams did have a touchdown. And this was his debut, by the way, for Tyson Williams. Remember, he was a transfer coming in to the BYU football program. But this is one of those games that you just look at and say, man, what could have been? Because Tyson Williams also had a fumble. gave away in this game. If BYU had not been so careless with the football and had uh, capitalized on some of their opportunities earlier on in a game like this, who knows what might have happened. But ultimately... The turnovers did them in, and BYU loses this game 30-12. to uh, Looking back at it, I, d- I hadn't mentioned this, by the way. Uh, looking back at it, this is a part of the story from ESPN. It says, getting defensive scores have become a staple for Utah in rivalry games with BYU during their nine-game winning streak. Since 2011, the Utes have returned six interceptions and three fumbles for touchdowns. You want to talk about the reason why BYU's losing streak to Utah lasted as long as it did? I'll point to that right there alone. You cannot give the way a ball, give the ball away first off, and especially you can't just give them six points every time you turn it away, turn it over. It feels like so that that's the thing about this is I look back at that game and I was there at that night. I actually I think I slept for maybe thirty minutes that night because I had radio responsibilities the next morning at the KSL Sports Zone, of course where I do my day job with morning radio with DJ and PK. And uh, that lighting delay was uh, I was like just get this game over with, but nonetheless uh, we may do all the same. And uh, it's just looking back at that game. It's one of those ones you're like, you know what? BYU early on in it felt like they might have been in it, but really Utah's took control and never relinquished it. It's one there. There are games in this run that we're going to talk about here in the lead up to BYU finally breaking that streak against Utah. That you're like, okay, things bounce a little d- differently. BYU might have won that game, or think they do one thing or two things here, and they win this game. and Then there are games like this where BYU is just completely out of it feels like, and in many ways they gave it. They just served it up on a silver platter to Utah. And that's, that's the tough part to absorb if you're a BYU fan, excuse me. So, uh... Nonetheless, uh, we will look forward to a back-to-back set of overtime thrillers the following two weeks of this, and we'll talk about those on Wednesday because I was in attendance at both of those games as well, and those were far more fun than this one was for BYU as they opened the season on a Thursday night. All right, coming up here uh, on Wednesday, once again, we'll have a conversation with Connor Pay for you guys, so stay tuned for that. And a big thank you once again for making us your first listen today. Hope you guys are all doing well out there in Cougar Nation. Thanks again for being every day with us here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, Have a great 4th of July. Celebrate with your family, your friends. Uh, Have some fun out there. Uh, Be safe, obviously, uh, with your fireworks and whatever else you're doing out there. But nonetheless, we'll reconvene on Wednesday. And until then, have a great rest of your day, my friends. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast. See ya.